Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Danny B. Today, I'm interviewing authors for the Writers Unleashed Sutherland Shire Writers Festival. It's been such a privilege to be podcasting for this wonderful festival. A huge shout out to the organisers who have made this possible in these challenging times. I'm super excited to welcome Emma Viskich, critically acclaimed author of the Caleb Zellick series, which has been published worldwide. Her debut novel, Resurrection Bay, won the Ned Kelly Award for Best First Fiction and an unprecedented three Davitt Awards. This is pretty impressive, Emma. (laughs) Resurrection Bay was shortlisted for the UK's prestigious Gold Dagger and New Blood Awards and the USA's Barry Award. And Fire Came Down was winner of the 2018 Davitt Award for Best Novel and Darkness for Light received the 2020 Davitt Reader's Choice Award. Emma is currently working on the fourth Caleb Zellick novel, Those Who Perish. Welcome, Emma. Is there anything you can't do? Uh, yeah, so many things. <laughs> we don't talk about them. We, we can't read schedules properly and turn up for podcasts sometimes. That's one of the things I can't do. Well, the things you can do are pretty impressive. I love your bio is quite amazing. Those awards are, are magnificent. Now, I'm just going to hit you with the first question about festivals. We're, we're doing this amazing festival. We've had to pivot online, obviously, because of you know, the challenging COVID um, experience we're all experiencing at the moment in lockdown. But in terms of writers' festivals, when we can all get together, what do you love about them? What do you love about a writers' festival? Oh, a lot of things. So my first career was as a musician. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually I've come from a like a family of performers, you know. Um, and so although we're all very introverted and I'm particularly shy, um, love an audience at the same time. So that energy of talking to people yeah. and and feeling you can literally feel the the emotions from an audience. Um, and and that is the something I really miss about being a musician is um, conveying emotion and getting emotion back from an audience and being able to work off it. So I, that is, it's just lovely. It really is. And you can have discussions where you can feel um, you might be losing an audience and other times you can go, hang on, they're really interested in this and let's go with that conversation. And so you start really, I'm really interested in people. So you start getting really um, engaged with what other people are engaged in. And you know what? Every audience is different. So it's not like, oh, this is a thing that people are always interested in. So so that side of things is just lovely because I now spend most of my time writing by myself, which I love. I mean, I need a lot of alone time, but that that side of things uh, you don't get that much of as a writer. Yeah. Um, and, and the other thing is um, being able to connect with existing readers, people who've already read your books and just just finding out why, why, what did you like, you know, and don't tell me what you didn't like. <laughs> I'm, way too, I'm way too insecure for that. Um, but, but it's it's just interesting and people tell you their life stories, you know, mm. you hear these fantastic um, just little snippets of people's lives. It, it's great. I, yeah. I, yeah, I love that side of it. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. And I, I think I said to you off air that because I've been doing all the interviews back to back, I've at least sort of simulated the experience in a way for myself where you do have that energy of talking to lots of people about their writing and their books. So it, that's yeah. been kind of kind of special being able to talk to everyone. So and stoked yeah. to speak to you, Emma. It's the first time we've <laughs> spoken. So yeah, exciting. Now you're working on your fourth novel in the Caleb Zillick series. What are the challenges of writing a series? I mean, there must be rewards as well. I mean, taking a character through and evolving them and we can talk about that but are there some challenges in writing a series too yeah absolutely so when I first started um 
I I started writing Resurrection Bay hoping that it would be a short series. Um, as much as, you know, I ever thought it was going to get published because, you know, you've got to have that both things in your mind. It will never get published. And when it does get published, this is what I would like it to be. So they sort of <laughs> simultaneously in your brain. Um, I wanted it to be a short series because I wanted to take the characters, particularly my hero, Caleb, um, on an emotional arc. And I wanted to um, have the people in his life also be on that. So there are people who come and go in his life and their relationships develop and dissolve. And there are huge consequences of actions as well. So I knew that it couldn't be like a 50-book series where mm-hmm. the character stays the same. Like there, there is, there's a real um, traditional uh, type of detective novel, like say the Agatha Christie's Hercule Poirot and, and stuff like yeah. that, where the character has to stay the same. It's almost like sitcoms. The characters yes. have to stay the same. There's that comforting knowledge that they yeah. are the same. But I'm not writing that sort of book. I'm writing a book. I'm, it's more of a Walter White sort of, you know, that characters do change. I'm not saying that they're all going to, you know, <laughs> become drug dealers, but, but, there's, <laughs> but there's change. Not the yet. Characters. Not yeah, yet. Not yet, at least. <laughs> so uh, I always had it in my mind that I, would, I wanted to do that. But it, then it came to writing the second book and I just went, oh, my God, what do I do now? Because you've got to reference the first book. But not so much that you can't then just read the second book or maybe you've read the first book but it's been six months ago or a year ago. Uh, so you've, that, that it's the technique side of things. You have to thread in the backstory that you would anyway with the book and then more mm-hmm. from, the, from the first book or the second book or the third book as you go along in the series. So technique-wise, that's an extra challenge. It's totally doable. Um, so there, there are, it, it is possible. Different people, when they read it, will like different amounts of information. And that <laughs> is fascinating. Like I have a lot of people say, yes, so I, told, I picked up the third book in the series, had, knew nothing about it, had no problems. Other people might say, I read the first two books and I just couldn't remember and I had trouble. You know, so it, it's a very personal thing. Mm. Um, and I think part of it as a writer is you've got to work towards what you would want as a reader and then let it go because you cannot please everyone. Yeah. Um, but that's been one of the challenges. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah very interesting. And, and then what are the rewards? Because you're staying with <sighs> characters and worlds, so that yeah. must be pretty cool. Yeah, the, the huge, huge rewards are that you are staying with the characters and that you get to know them so well. Uh, and taught to them terribly because uh, <laughs> you know, there is a, a sadistic side of me. Um, and you just, I think one of the the, the reasons why I enjoy writing is I really like to get inside a character's head. Yeah. Um, that's my real happy place. I like being in other people's heads. I'm a real head hopper anyway in real life. Um, and to be that immersed in the character's I don't write about the characters. I am the characters as I write them. Like, so I sort of like, I, I, I don't know, I get inside their heads or they get inside mine, I'm not quite sure. Um, and that's sort of the way I naturally write anyway. But when you're writing a series, you get to know them so well um, that you sort of, it's, it's much easier to get past the artifice of writing. Because mm-hmm. when you first start writing a book, um, and, and this can happen daily, but definitely when you start a new, when you start writing a new book, there's this weird thing of uh, what, putting words down on the page that don't mean anything. It's, it's just weird. And they can get to the stage where, well, they work, 
but you're not, there's no emotion, mm-hmm. you know, quite working yet, or it's, it's Frankenstein sort of cobbling together of emotions. But once you know the characters really well, you get into the world a lot quicker because you've just been in it so much longer. So you, it, it just shortens that process a lot. Hmm, very interesting. I want to ask you too about writing outside your own perspective. Tell me mm. about that. Yeah, so I think one of the best things about writing fiction is that you do get that head hoppy thing mm. where you can live life or imagine living life because it is all about imagination and empathy. Um, you can imagine many different ways of living Uh, I think it's probably one of the reasons I'll never write a memoir Mm -hmm. apart from the fact I've had an incredibly boring life you know (laughs) (laughs) and then she practiced it for a few more hours like it's just not interesting (laughs) but (laughs) one of the reasons I like writing and reading is because I want to live different worlds and live different lives and things Um, but it also means you've got to be very very careful when you write um, if you are writing about voices that are underrepresented in publishing, yeah. which I do a lot of, um, it comes with a number of different um, things you've got to be cautious of. Uh, I believe different people believe different things. Um, it means that you've got to make sure that you're not overshadowing anyone else's voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got to make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. So with my characters, I think I went into writing the whole series. Uh, I didn't deliberately set out to write from outside my own perspective, but I have ended up with, um, well, my protagonist is profoundly deaf and I have quite a diverse array of secondary characters, some of whom are very central to the novel. So I've I've got Indigenous characters. Uh, um, I've got just lots of different from all sorts of backgrounds. And this, I think, happened not because I wanted to do a ticker box, let's do with this and let's do with this and that. On a very basic level, I'm writing the world around me. I'm writing my family. I'm writing my outside circle, my bigger community. So so that's happening. Um, And then I think also came, uh, it's all come from a very deep place. So I haven't gone, oh, I'm going to write a deaf character because, hey, that's a good hook. It is a great hook, um, but actually I put the manuscript away for six months because I was worried that Mm -hmm. it felt like a hook, you know. Um, But it's all come from my experience growing up with grandparents who didn't speak English. I didn't speak Croatian. We're very, very small family. So they're my only grandparents, mm-hmm. not, not a broader. So we had that communication issue yep. anyway. And then I think also from a deeper level, myself, very strange child, ADHD, you know, the, the, the works, aphantasia, just odd, didn't quite fit into the world. So it's, it's sort of writing about people who um, don't quite fit into the mainstream, Mm-hmm. but might look like they fit into the mainstream. Oh, that's you know? really interesting, yeah, yeah. That's really interesting so that, yeah, you appear to fit in but there's that sense that you don't. I find that very interesting to explore. I mean, I think we all feel that a little bit but yeah. I'm sure there are people who experience that on a much deeper level as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's just interesting also exploring the um, that, that side, exactly what you said, when people don't fit in and none of us always fit in. Yeah. 
Like there, there wouldn't be a person in the world who has yeah. always felt that they fit in. Some people feel like they are the centre of the world more of the time, mm. but they don't all the time. So that, that is one of the fascinating things about, yeah, looking at people. But as I was saying, it, all that comes with a huge responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the Indigenous side of one, particularly in Australia, um, for me it, that very much was because I have Indigenous family, I'm not. That was really, really important to me that they would be on the page, mm-hmm. not them as characters but that yeah. side of the world. So although that's an area that is very very delicate you have to tread delicately mm-hmm. and I I strongly believe as a writer if you don't have a reason think deeply about why you're doing it and then how you're doing it you yeah. know um the deaf side of stuff that was just years of talking to people and immersing myself and um learning sign language and and just learning people's stories mm-hmm. And, and then I think it comes down to empathy as well. It's like yeah. just think. You're not writing about people. You're, well, you're not writing about an aspect of a person. You, it comes back to the thing again, you are that person. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not observational writing. It's, I guess you're embodied. I mean, you should be really wanky about it, you know. <laughs> no, no, you, no. You are that person. And I think that's where uh, as a reader, if I'm reading a book, I can tell sometimes when an author is writing about someone. Yeah. And I think that is often has been my biggest complaint about men writing women. Mm-hmm. There are male writers out there who write women beautifully. Yeah. But it's that really traditional style of writing, you know, that all, all of the writers they're all very established male writers mm-hmm. and they're writing, they're observing. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's, yeah, that's, that's the right. Difference. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Throw a book across the room and <laughs> never read that writer again. Yeah. And fair enough yeah. too. <laughs> no, I'm really interested in what you think defines an Emma Viskitch book. <laughs> funny story. <laughs> oh, I love funny stories. So we had a lovely year last year. That was um, 2020 in, I'm in Melbourne, Mm -hmm. uh, through extended lockdown. Yep. Trying to write a book in lockdown when you are very, very easily distracted (laughs) (laughs) and you have four people Zooming and playing recorder around you, I've got to tell you, it's a joy. Oh, yep. You know, and then, you you know, you're coming off the back of deep existential dread and bushfires and, you know, yes, climate yes. crisis. It's, it was a lovely year. I understand. Uh, I basically wrote the wrong book to begin oh, with. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I was writing a Caleb Zellick book and it's the fourth in the series. It's it's the end of this series. I, I might do another short series. I, I'm quite drawn to the idea, but this is this ties off the series. And I'm writing away and I'm writing away and there was some real joy in being able to be out of the current world and in that book, but it was also not quite working. I couldn't work out why. I couldn't work out why. Mm. It's because I wrote a dark Gothic horror. (laughs) Oh, wow, I love that. (laughs) There were dead crows. There were mysterious men. There were, it was the creepiest <laughs> thing. I, I lived into the gothic so damn hard. That is so funny. 
Uh, basically, Emma Shelley. Okay, so <laughs> now, do you think do you think there's a space for that book, or do you think that was just your brain on the page? Actually, I can't imagine writing a gothic at some stage, okay. but no. Look, and the bones of it was it was still a Caleb story. Yeah. Um, so in the end, um, <laughs> my, my <laughs> lovely, lovely editor read it, um, Kate Goldworthy, who's worth this. her weight in gold, said, <laughs> "Emma, um, um, I love gothic." <laughs> doesn't quite feel like it fits in the Caleb world. And I went, oh, God, it doesn't. <laughs> How did this not occur to me? How did this not occur to me? That is funny. So for two weeks I had to try and remember how Emma Viskich wrote. Okay. That is <laughs> it was so bizarre. And then I clicked into it and suddenly mm. I was writing like me again and I was writing okay. like it was a Caleb book again and it just all and, and it was actually quite an easy pivot okay but I that's had to get yeah I had to get from one headspace yeah. to the other so but sometimes that's the process isn't it you have to write something that isn't quite right to get what is right oh all the time for me very yeah. interesting yeah mm -hmm. oh, this chat's been just so so amazing I've just learned so much from you. <laughs> but I do have um one last question which mm -hmm. I ask all my guests who come on and that is why do you write uh I think it's compulsion really mm -hmm. uh I've written ever since I could read. So four or five, um, I started writing. Wow. Um, I have a very, very busy brain. Yes, I relate. <laughs> yeah. And I find great peace when I write, mm -hmm. um, although I absolutely hate it at times. Like mm -hmm. it's not it's not like, I, you know, rose petals come out, you know, and I sit down and write. Well, that's um, disappointing. Ever. I know, it's terrible. Um and as I said, I just, I'm fascinated by people. Mm -hmm. I really, really am. It's the psychology and the emotions and everything. I'm just fascinated. So even yep. though I'm writing crime, there is a lot of plot in my novels. Yep. Um, but it's about the characters. Mm -hmm. So the plot gets you there, but it's, it's, it's all about the characters. And I'm interested in the characters. Yeah. So, yeah. I think um, that's what is special about crime. Though. We all know that there's going to be a crime and a plot and all those things, but the things that draw us in are the characters and how they reflect society and how we connect with them. So you're absolutely, mm, absolutely mm, right. Mm. It's definitely why I like reading. I mean, I read all genres, but, um, yeah, I read because I'm interested in the characters, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, it's been such an absolute joy to speak to you. I feel like I've, I've gotten, you know, a few, few secrets out of you, you know. Yeah, yeah. Deep sort of. <laughs> the gothic novel. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm admitting to it, actually. It's fantastic. I love it. No, but I think it's really important to have those honest and vulnerable chats about writing because people mm. see you as this incredible, successful writer mm. with a million awards and it's actually nice to go, okay, she's actually a human. She sometimes writes the wrong thing. Still amazing. That, She's a red hot mess. <laughs> I don't think that at all. I think you've got this amazing creative brain that's doing something very right. <laughs> but thank you so much. It's been so fun being part of this festival and speaking to different people all day. It's really given me the almost the vibe of the, the festival itself. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. We'd love to engage with you on social media. You can find the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Danny V Books, Words and Nerds podcast. You can also subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Stay safe and read more books.